Hi, I'm Cynthia McKinney, and when I want to get educated, I listen to Renegade Culture. What's happening? Renegade Culture's in the building. We're in the building, episode 31. Who said, who, who knew we'd make it this far, you know what I'm saying? I have, I have no idea. I thought the FCC, the... the BCC, the, the, the BT, ABC, the, the Trump... The, UFC. Everybody was going to shut us down. Everybody was going to shut us down. But instead, you know we've made it this oh, far. Oh, man. I mean, isn't it, isn't it marvelous? I think I mean, I think it's been my pure talent. Especially after last week's show. I I'm thought, sorry, my brother. Yeah, thought, well, you should have been shut down with well, the I Red thought, Cup special. I thought Jermaine, <laughs> For real. You know, last week was horrible. Somebody spiked my, my We've my decided no more Red Cup special shows. <laughs> <laughs> Some brothers get loquacious. <laughs> Even more loquacious than you need well, with a podcast. Come on, has a new word. Telling yeah. story after Sounds story. Sounds like his ex-girlfriend, Luquisha. <laughs> but like, anyway. Right. Looking at and then the I met this brother. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I met this brother four years ago. I was like, yo, slow it down, man. Slow it nah, down. Nah, man. Slow Shout it. out to our sponsor last week. Word. Kettle One. True Courtesy that. of True. Mr. Coleman came through. Mm. Tried to hit us with a fifth. That's right. That's you know what right. I mean? I'm That's sitting right. there. I'm like, I just wanted juice in my cup. I turned around. That's all you and wanted? Was wobbling. Juice? A word? That was it? Yeah. He forced that on you? Yeah. You got a little Me Too moment you want to talk about? That's horrible. Oh, my bad. Sorry. We're not going to go there. Let's catch Views and opinions of Kamal Franklin may not necessarily be the views of anybody I know sane. However, tonight, we're going to rock with him a little bit. Just a little got bit. Some things to talk got about. some real important things to talk about tonight. Um, I, I heard uh, a couple things about Jermaine Dupree. Last week we was talking about Jermaine Dupree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of things going on. Um, you know, I've heard some uh, conflicting stories about the guy. A word? So, He's trying to make up some new stuff about I mean, what happened? Well, not, I mean, not necessarily him. But we're not going to let him slide all the way because um, his cousin CeeLo, some of the mm-hmm. nonsense he said. Oh, so, uh, yeah. we got to talk about CeeLo. And CeeLo did apologize uh uh, to to some other organizers or whatever that don't. What live did in he Atlanta. say? Tell folks what he said. Uh, he said something about uh, fuck the protesters or whatever in, in a tweet that he said. Yeah, to, yeah uh, basically he's saying like go get your money, fuck the protesters. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I thought that was kind of uh, you know arrogant for stupid. Very stupid. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the cat that came out with old cell therapy and all that type mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But I guess that fame that Nas Barkley go, money yeah. got him stupid. Also, yes. Yeah, so all you gotta do is put the money on the table and people start acting differently. Man, start dancing. That's what happened. <laughs> they don't dance no more. <laughs> they don't dance no more. <laughs> anyway, he's still dancing. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, he did apologize to a few um, uh, new younger activists or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I did, uh, you know, I commented on their page when they was telling me about it. I'm not going to say the names right now. But I commented on their pages and I told them that, that it was wonderful that um, they accepted that heartfelt apology. Uh-oh. But we, the organizers in Atlanta, what we, said. we are totally rejecting that. Because Rejected. of the fact that we think that it is very disrespectful, highly disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want you all to, to understand that um, when we talk about Kaepernick, it's not about Kaepernick with us. It's the symbolism behind yeah. Kaepernick. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I don't care if it was Kaepernick or 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 oh. Tony Dorsett, whoever. You know what I'm saying? It's about. Well, you pulled way back. I went way, went way back. back. This last time I was supporting NFL. I was you know say, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So the thing is, we gotta, you know, we gotta keep that in mind. But sometimes these artists, they get stupid. They don't. Yeah, because it's all about. I mean, that brother's not playing anymore because he stepped out, took the knee to talk about the issue of police brutality, right? Police violence, police terrorism against <clears> our people. And the fact that he did that and the NFL has banned him, it shows that we as a people need to have respect for that. If Absolutely. it means you're going to lose a couple of dollars, then you lose a couple of dollars. Don't act like he ain't got other places he can go make some money no doubt. at. You know what no I'm doubt. saying? No yeah. doubt. We've been supporting your little short ass, nope. you know what I'm saying, for quite oh, a damn. while. Let's not get mm-hmm. stupid. Oh, um, also, I want to say, I, I got to, man. It's in my <laughs> blood. It's in my nature. It, you know, if it ain't rough, it ain't me. But um, I, I want to say, too, shout out to uh, the, the brother Fabian and the whole uh, Capra Bowl crew. You know what I'm saying? Our brother, uh, 
Flux, Craig Flux Singleton yeah. went out there uh, along with nine other artists and um, replaced that mural. It was a mural knockdown, oh, right. uh, mm-hmm. a building knockdown last Friday. But, um, you know, brothers and sisters got together and within 48 hours, they put up 10 more. That's you know right. What I mean? yeah. So that's what it'd be like. Yeah. Uh, one of our brothers from Siafu definitely, you know, was out there. He did a very powerful mural. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think he's earned that spot the that we talk about doing inside the house now. That, oh, that's true. That's that true. job. You're going to get that job. You're going to get that job. Anyway, <laughs> we listen to renegade culture. Yeah. Where we can say, fuck the police, the fuck prosecutor, the police, the and a few other folks, All you know what I mean, along the way. Tonight we have a very special guest. Uh, I know some of y'all going to be sad because y'all not going to get to hear my beautiful jokes. Oh, you know what I mean? Well, as much. more of a reason to tune in right now. Yes, <laughs> but I will be talking about Kamal. You know what I'm uh, saying? His sweater he got on. But for now, we got a serious show. That we're gonna be dealing with. We have um, there was a situation about two, three years ago, where a good brother, Jamarian uh, Robinson, was executed, and that's a a mild word. That's about as mild as we can get. Um, Seventy six bullets fired into his home. We have um, one of the reasons why Kaepernick decides to kneel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our sister Monteria Robinson joining us today and also alongside, just in case Kamal tried to get it twisted, she brought my main man Rashid McCall with him. That's my if man. If y'all live in Atlanta, you know how Rashid get down. I know Rashid you know for like I mean? 15, 20 years. More of a reason for him to jump over 15. the table like, hi-yah! I might, have to, <laughs> anyway. I might have to tell a story anyway. about him. I might have to tell a story about him. Yeah. Oh, no. Anybody got a Rashid story? I might have a Rashid story anyway. later on tonight. That's why we got the intern. Intern, like, I wish Rashid tried the night. It's on the pop. Oh, you don't want to anyway. know that. Intern, intern, don't do that. Don't oh, do that. Yeah. Intern, don't do it, brother. Yeah, leave that alone. Don't do it. <laughs> anyway, listen right. to Renegade Culture. We be black at you. Peace. out here shooting folks, y'all, in the oh house. Oh my gosh, Jesus Christ. This is fucking crazy. Shh. So they come over here shooting. Oh, he got a gun. That's why they shooting at his dumb ass. What 
Why are you talking so loud? They can't do shit to us. You gonna watch the fucking news, Kelsey? Babe, they can't do Kill nothing to us. Come in the house, cause you gonna get me shot. He shooting out with them folk. That boy shooting out with them folk. I'm finna put this on my Instagram. I got the first video. That's crazy. Come on. They don't want us. Like I just told your ass they don't give a fuck. What? What you heard was um, shots what? Um, fired into see how crazy the home is, of the girlfriend of Jamarian Robinson and. Also, you heard the gunshots, which took his life. Um, 76 bullets. 76 bullets. Um, well, 76 bullet wounds were counted. Yes. And the medical examiner removed a total of 42 bullets from his body. Um, I think uh, one stat that you just said, too, that there was 59 bullet entry wounds. Correct. Correct. There were 59 uh, bullet entry wounds to his body and 17 exit wounds to his body, which gives you a total of 76 bullet wounds to his body. And over 90-something fired into the home? That's correct. Uh, over my count was 97. And we know after the uh, 94th shot, they threw a grenade at him, a flashbang grenade, which blew out his eyesight, his hearing. And then there's a lull in the video. And during that lull in the video, they walk up the flight of steps. And right there on the landing in which he was trapped on, they put another three shots into his body from an automatic weapon. Right. Um, we're listening to... Monteria Robinson, uh, mother of Jamarian Robinson, and we're listening to Rashid McCall, who is a private investigator. Correct. Who, investigator um, Rashid McCall with Opposition Research Investigative and Protective Services. Absolutely. So this situation took place uh, August 5th, 2016? Correct. Uh, on August 5th, 2016, my son was actually inside his girlfriend's apartment watching TV when a group of road police officers battled ram her door open. My son was shot over 50 times. As you indicated, he received 59 uh, entry wounds to his body and 17 exit wounds to his body, which gives you a total of 76 uh, uh, bullet wounds to his body after being shot that many times he was you know handcuffed drugged down a flight of stairs you know where his body was dropped in his girlfriend's living room with no medical aid render you know no ambulance was called and remember too my son only stood at five six like 150 pounds so he was a small man mm -hmm. um i always like to you know 
prior to this, you know, uh, August the 3rd, taking you two days back, my son had just finished registering for school. My son was a student athlete at Tuskegee University. He was a biology <coughs> major. He was in his final semester. He played football. He ran track. Mm -hmm. um, my son was, I would say, he was an educated black man. He mm -hmm. wasn't no thug. He wasn't no hoodlum. After being shot that many times, um, the GBI showed my mother and my two brothers a photo of the person that they were actually looking for. She stated that, oh, we were looking for him from a week ago. He pointed a gun at a police officer and took off running. And then she showed her the photo. And mm -hmm. my mom said, that's not my grandson. And then my two brothers were standing there and they said, no, that's not my nephew. And then my older brother said, my, my nephew looks like me. So with that being said, my brother, flipped out his phone, showed her a recent photo. It was probably about two or three days of my son. He was sitting outside, you know, just, you know, because he would mm -hmm. always sit outside with the earbuds in his ears and just listen to music. Mm -hmm. uh, so he took that photo, dropped it to the GBI lady. They took that photo that night, dropped it on the news, and said East Point man had a shootout with police today. So just for for the clarity, you're, you're saying that the police came with a, a wrongly identified photo and claimed it was your son. Correct. And then took a photo of that another family member had. Right. And replaced that wrong photo. Correct. And then started saying this was the, the person they were looking for. Correct. Yeah. So when we heard the false narrative, my family and I knew, I just kept saying from day one, if you go back and listen to any of my, right. my speeches or press conferences, I always say it was a made-up gunfight. You know? Because mm -hmm. I kept saying, no, that's not my son. You know, I said, my son is only guilty of speeding tickets now. He's a speeding ticket king, so he's all, you know, he has a motorcycle, he has a vehicle, mm -hmm, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. So if they would have came to me and said, oh, we just pulled your son over for speeding, he was driving this fast, mm -hmm. now that's Jamari and Robinson. Right. But when you came, when they came and said, oh, he had a shootout with police, you know, we knew yeah. it was a lie. So that week, I buried my son, that following Monday. Well, let me stop you. How, when did you first hear that your son was shot by the police? Well, actually, I was called. I was notified I was at work, mm -hmm. you know, working. And I was actually, at that time, I was in Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, working at the time. Uh, and so the GBI lady called me. And at first, she asked to speak to Lisa or, or she, it was a, and I said, you have the wrong number. I hung up the phone. Mm -hmm. She called me back again, like right back again and said, is this the mother of Jamari Robinson? I was like, yes, it is. And she said, I just want to inform you that your son was shot and killed by police today. And I said, I just said, no. All right. And I said, are you sure? And I was like, not my son, mm -hmm. you know, like that. And she was like, yes, Jamari Robinson. She just said, I'm sorry to tell you that. And then she just hung up. Um, we, about 10 days, I believe, after the shooting, um, after the, the, the execution, uh, investigated McCall, um, a number of attorneys and activists, including myself, were invited into the home, and we did a walkthrough. And I have to say that I've been organizing for years, and I've seen many crime scenes. I've seen many situations where uh, folks were murdered by the police. This was definitely one of the most graphic, horrific sights. It was a, I mean, a feeling walking in there was one of the, the coldest uh, feelings. You can see bullets, bullet wounds, bullet holes all up and down the steps through the uh, the bedroom uh, where they fired up into the, the back bedroom. Mm -hmm. You can see where they drugged Jamarion down the stairs and dropped him into the living room. You understand what I'm saying? So this isn't just some made up type thing. We, we witness the aftermath of, of what happened. Um, uh, and, uh, 
investigator McCall uh, pointed out bullet wounds, fragments, so on and so forth. And also, I can recall um, where we can see that someone, some officer, had to be standing above Jamarian's body at the top of the stairs because there were bullet holes going into the top of the steps, which couldn't have couldn't have been from the shots coming from outside. It had to be something that was fired down. Straight down, correct. And just for clarity, you know, those defects to the walls started at the bottom of the steps, numbered in the single digits, and as you began to walk up those steps, they climbed up into the teens, into the 20s and 30s, and as you got to the top of the steps into the 40s and 50s, and you're correct, not only did they, not only uh, were there uh, bullet defects to the walls going up the steps, there was also bullets that went into the neighboring apartment and bullets that went out into the ether because you could actually see daylight right. when you looked right. into the into the back room. In addition to high-velocity blood splatter in that back room, um, concentrated on the landing of the steps where it was apparent that Jamarian was trapped. There was no other blood being tracked anywhere else um, in that ups in, in 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 you know upstairs because upstairs you had two other bedrooms and you had a bathroom there. Um, the only blood that that was found was high velocity blood splatter that went into the adjacent room. Can you right. tell us what was the police's original version of how he was killed? And as an investigator, how did you know? when you got on the crime scene, that this, this situation wasn't what the police were saying? I believe their original story was that uh, they were in a shootout. And it was kind of hard to determine, you know, whether or not there were uh, downward defects to the wall. Uh, however, it was very apparent that you had uh, a flurry of gunshots um, coming up the steps. And I really didn't have the benefit of um, um, of actually knowing uh, what we were dealing with until we found the video. Mm -hmm. And once you know, I watched the video. Once I analyzed the video, um, I took a, a second look at that landing on the steps, and the second look was at a pool of blood that lay next to the. Um, black smut that came from the uh, flashbang grenade and what I realized at that point in time was that after analyzing the video and knowing that the video opened with automatic fire and it ended with automatic fire I realized that one of those officers walked up the steps and put additional rounds into Jamarian's um, body and, you know, it's my theory that there is a possibility that he was still alive. Um, we know that, uh, you know, based on the based on analyzing that video, there was three the, the final three shots that came from a select <coughs> fire. Um, what we what we identified as a um, HK uh, MP5. Um, it's a it's a uh, machine gun that's typically carried by military and police forces. And our theory is one of those bullets ended up in Jamarian's body. The other two bullets ended up 
in that landing because if you understand the um, nomenclature or the uh, function of those particular weapons when on automatic fire you have what we call recoil and it's kind of hard to control um, that recoil so what you had is you know the first bullet uh, with regards to our theory went into his body the actual landing caught the other two bullets so I cut away the carpet around that blood stain um, and found those other two bullets um, and I extracted them from a perpendicular angle which means that they were shot down and the actual wood caught the bullets and I was able to extract that take it to um, a retired GBI agent by the name of Kelly Fife, a forensic agent. We put those bullets up under a micro, micro, uh, a microscope, and and based on the lands and grooves of those uh, bullets, we were able to trace those bullets back to the weapon that they were fired from. So the trajectory proved it was definitely from from the uh, from the GBI. I mean, from the uh, one of the marshals. Well, it had it had hexagonal rifling on the bullets, um, and those those bullets are typically um, the manufacturers that that th those guns come from typically are either Glock or Heckler and Koch. Mm. Um, so we were able to determine that uh, more than likely it was an MP5, you know, that that fi fired those rounds that were recovered uh, from that landing that Jamarian was trapped on. You're listening to Renegade Culture. We're going to um, go to a quick break, and we're going to come back and um, talk more with uh, Materia Robinson, the mother of Jamarian Robinson. Jamarian was 24? He was 26 at the time of his death. 26-year-old Jamarian Robinson, who was um, murdered by U.S. Marshals in a small town outside of Atlanta, East Point, Georgia, um, we also have with us investigator Rashid McCall. We'll be back, back at you. Hey man, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, dog? Right on, brother. Hey, how your mama doing? This hey, baby. Hey, sister, how you doing, sister? It's all right. Too many of you crying And brother, brother, brother There's far too many of you dying You know we've got to find a way To bring some love and here today Father, Father, we don't need to escalate. Oh, cause war is not the answer. Only love can conquer. You know we got to find a way. To bring some love and get today. Yo, it's Renegade Culture. We back. This is Kamal with Kalanji, our special guest, Brother Rashid, on the call. 
uh, the mother of Jamarian Robinson. This brother was a former student athlete at Clark uh, Atlanta University and Tuskegee University where he majored in biology and played football. And we were talking about the details of his death, basically assassination. Correct. And you had just mentioned something off air about where some of the bullet holes were at. Uh, yes. Um, my son was shot, Jamarian was shot six times in the palm of his right hand, five times in the palm of his left hand. He was shot all down his arms, his torso, his groin, his thighs, his shins, his feet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how heinous, you know, it, yeah, just, yeah. it was a heinous act committed against my son. If you all knew my son, my son is so loving. He's so caring. He's always trying to, you know, help out his friends. Because I remember after the football game sometime, you know, he would always ask one of his friends, hey, you want to go and get something to eat with me and my mom? And mm-hmm. of course, they would always say, oh, yeah, sure. I'll go with you guys. So he would always make sure, you know, he fed at least one of his fellow classmates. Yeah. So he was a giving and loving person. And even with my family, you know, my sisters and I, we're all small people. So he's always picking us up, spinning us around, hugging Mm -hmm. us, kissing us. But he was always, you know, a good person. He was a good son growing up. I did not have any, you know how people have issues, you know, with their kids being hard-headed, not listening. But he was always like, I'm going to make you Mm -hmm. proud. And for something this heinous to happen to him and this not only affected my life and my family like it's like it affected a lot of his friends lives Mm -hmm. you know his teachers would reach out to me at times and say how devastated they were and something of this magnitude you know should have never happened i was like we're you know we're americans you know we pay taxes Mm -hmm. we vote Mm -hmm. why are they coming into our homes with ar-15s and killing us Mm -hmm. like they're at war with us and it's something i I think like the immediate media stories claimed that the police had a warrant and I, my understanding from investigator McCall is that that may not have been the case right there was definitely um, not a warrant to enter the house mm-hmm. and this revelation came about when um, Paul Howard filed a federal lawsuit against the Justice Department and, Paul, and who's Paul Howard we have listeners Paul Howard here. is the um, Fulton County District Attorney uh, this case, this case was uh, taken uh, the the Fulton County uh, District Attorney's Office Integrity Integrity Unit took up this case in terms of their investigation, and throughout the course of the last couple of years, they have made repeated requests to the Justice Department with regards to interviewing officers, but also getting reports. Mm -hmm. And they have not complied up to this date with uh, those requests. And as a result, uh, Fulton County District Attorney Paul Howard filed a federal lawsuit uh, against the Justice Department. Mm -hmm. And this week, uh, the grand jury was impaneled and those officers were supposed to show, however, uh, there was a deal struck between the Department of Justice and Paul Howard with regards to uh, their interviews and the additional information uh, he was requesting. And that uh, grand jury date has been put off until the uh, until next month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where we are. Um, but it came out that there wasn't a warrant to go into the, the it house. It was not a warrant to, to go into the house. They decided to breach the door. 
and, and again, this is a, a United States uh, U.S. Marshals Task Force. Mm -hmm. So this force included officers from Gwinnett County, Cobb, Cobb County, Clayton County, Atlanta PD, Atlanta PD, Fayette. Fed County. I believe so. So, yeah. so is, this, is this typical? When this is not typical. And also, you know, <clears throat> in this complaint, it talks about why were the feds there in the first mm -hmm. place when this was right. a that local was, matter. Right, right. Mm -hmm. This wasn't this wasn't a federal yeah, matter. Yeah. This was a, a local matter. So what, they, what were the actual charges that they were trying to bring him up on? Because I don't the, think that... They were that. saying that uh, he was identified as an individual or uh, allegedly identified as an individual who pointed a, uh, a gun at a police officer in Fulton County mm -hmm. um, at some point. But they'll say it's a gun when it's actually a cell phone. So yeah. it's like, how do we know who it was if y'all don't show us, you know, the evidence? It, yeah. You know, because to me, a, per a person is innocent until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. And to me, they say that, oh, he had a gun when it's actually a cell phone or it could have been, you know, something yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. So we hear these stories dropped in the media every yeah. single day. And mm -hmm. to me, show me proof where it was my son, but they can't do that now because my son is deceased. Mm -hmm. Or show me footage or video from the actual incident that identified my son as yeah. being that person. Yeah, well, in America, you don't even, or in Georgia in particular, you don't need anything to say it's a gun. Um, you had the brother in uh, the cab, the former veteran, uh, Anthony, I can't think of his name. Anthony Hill. Anthony Hill, right. who was naked yeah. right. and shot down in broad daylight, and he had nothing, you know. So there's no, you know, there's so many different cases. Um, both of these brothers here, we've worked on a number of different cases throughout the years. Ariston Waiters. Ariston mm -hmm. Waiters. Jermaine um, Miller. Jermaine Miller, and, and just... I can't. I mean, to be honest with you, Nicholas it's like Thomas. so many cases that it, it's. I forget a lot of cases, unfortunately, because of the fact that it, it's so regular. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I've been working on police brutality cases since '86. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. You know, so it's like it's so many. I get people so all the time coming up. Why are officers being held accountable? Why not? Why, why? aren't they? Because they of the fact that you said one thing earlier. You said because we're American and they don't see you as that. So they don't respect they, they, there's now. no and, and they're backed by the police union so usually yeah. when something goes down the police unions are the first ones to jump up on the thing up on the tv and to say that you know the officers were under attack so on and so forth the, the case with the ruble where he was slammed right. body slammed on Absolutely. top of his head at his own home at his own he's, home. they accuse him of yeah. breaking into his own but to house me, no, if it's you're always not shoot. a felon you know no, we're our amendment rights we no. can bear arms it's always yeah. shoot first yeah. and then they cover to do a cover-up story yeah. later but on to me if you bust my door open you're yeah. And get some. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? I, mean, I follow what you're not saying. Amendment, right? I mean, we all follow it's like, that. It's like our amendment right to bear arms. I think the only thing we're saying is. Because the first thing they say, oh, he had a gun. It's our amendment right to bear arms. Because you busted down my door without identifying. You started shooting first. So I don't I don't go for that. Like, oh, he had a gun. Well, you bust in his house or you follow up. You're on his property. And let's clarify that. I mean, because folks said he had a gun. And so the understanding is that. The police entered the home, obviously, now we know, without a warrant, and they right. entered it by shooting first. Correct. And right. he didn't know who was shooting at him, apparently, and he maybe he did reach for something. We don't know. Right. Does any, you have any clarity on that? You can go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'll well, well, well I, well, I, what I will say mm -hmm. is I would encourage people to go back and look at the video mm -hmm. because the video opens with, show me your hands. You have five shots to one hand. You have six shots 
to the other hand. And it's the it, palm. It's mm -hmm. just like, held right? Yeah. What are you going to hold with that? Do you have yeah. his feet? Well, I think what's important is saying that it's like the palms are held up in a surrender position, right. potentially. Right. Correct. That's how you would get those many shots in the palm of it's your hand. It's just like getting pulled over by the police. They're telling you to get out the car, mm -hmm. show us your yes. hands, yeah. and then they draw down on you right. and sh shoot you to death, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, I will say with regards to Paul Howard's report or Paul Howard's um, um, uh, fouling as it relates to the Justice Department, in that report, he states that there was a gun. Allegedly, there was a gun found on the scene, but it was inoperable, meaning that it didn't work. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not sure if the officers planted that gun to mm -hmm. further the, the, the cover-up. Uh, <clears throat> there are, listening to the video, looking at the video, you can tell that all the rounds uh, that were fired was from law enforcement. Um, we don't know if there were any other rounds that were recovered from the GBI because they processed the scene, right. but conveniently missed the projectiles that were embedded into the right. landing. Um, so it's, it's, you know, this narrative um, that there was a shootout, um, you know, it reminded me of Mark Clark and Fred Hampton. I was just about mm -hmm. to say I think that, that right? yeah, earlier, yeah. Um, and those false narratives, um, this is one of the most egregious cases that I have ever seen in my 20-year career as a, um, uh, as a civil rights investigator. Right. And, and, and to, to mention that you mentioned Chairman Fred and uh, Deputy Defense Captain Mark Clark. In their situation, it was similar when, um, what's the, uh, the black cop gloves, I can't think of his last name, he walked into the bedroom. They asked him, was uh, Chairman Fred dead? And he fired two more shots into him and said he's dead now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This also reminds me of the Captain Dr. Johnson, Johnson case. Yeah, I'm just thinking in, the in same thing. In which we worked on that case, 2006. Mm -hmm. November 21st, 2006. Mm -hmm. A few, about a block, mile or so down. Right. Um, the where they, they came into her house, ripped the burglar bars off, and accused her firing on the officers. I remember when we first heard about it, they said a, a rogue uh, woman comes through and uh, fires on police officers, blah, blah, blah. It just so happened that we heard the case because of the fact that one of the members of the organization was her mailman for about 14 years. Mm -hmm. So he knew her on a very personal and intimate level. Right. You know what I mean? So we had people on the scene, he's like, look, this is bogus. But they tried to plant a weapon. Mm -hmm. Same situation they did with Jamari and they Same handcuffed scenario. them. Handcuffed them after handcuffed her after she was dead mm -hmm. and accused her of having selling weed. Mm -hmm. Said they found marijuana in the basement. Mm -hmm. Ninety two years old and wow. she's selling weed. Never had a traffic ticket. Wow. So this is this is business as usual. Um in the state of Georgia and yes. America as a whole. I think the thing that we, we are we are somewhat naive in our thinking that we feel that you know that that we're dealing with folks who have our best interests at, at heart when in reality we are we're less than and yeah, they, so they have no three-fourths of a human three-fourths of a human being mm. and, it, and it's we can go on and on with that but um we're, we're talking to uh monteria robinson uh mother of jamarion robinson who was gunned down here in uh in, in the state of georgia east point georgia to be exact and also investigator Rashid McCall, and we're going over um, where we are today in regards to the case of Jamarion Robinson. 
Um, I, I know that there's a filing for potential lawsuit. Where, where are we at right now? I know there's a court hearing coming up. Well, actually, the lawsuit filing or the civil filing was filed in January of 2018. Okay. And as uh, Mr. McCall mentioned, the... Uh, as he mentioned, Paul Howard did file a federal lawsuit against the DOJ, but that was in December of 2018. Mm -hmm. So presently, we're currently waiting. You know, those officers were subpoenaed January 16th of 2019. So we were actually supposed to go before a grand jury this week, uh, February the 5th. But as he stated, it has been postponed temporarily. So. We're anticipating, or at least Paul Howard informed mm -hmm. me, that we will be moving forward next month, the month of March. Well, for my clarity, then, is this is the Paul Howard lawsuit the, the one that the, the grand jury is convening for? Or That's is correct. It, okay. He, he's he's uh, seeking an indictment okay. of Against at him. least three of the officers. There mm -hmm. was a total of 14 officers on the scene mm -hmm. on the day of this tragedy and cover-up. And why these particular three officers for Paul Howard? It's because they're not federal officers, or well, I, I, my assumption is these are the officers who fired on Jamar oh, shots, okay. right? Mm -hmm. Because also in that fouling, they identify uh, the weapons that were used. So they talk about you know a nine millimeter machine gun. They talk about a forty Smith and Wesson machine gun. And they also talk about a handgun that was used. And from my uh, analysis of the video, one of the officers is holding a ballistic shield, right? Mm -hmm. um, in addition to a handgun. And then you have uh, a, c a couple of the other officers, you know, um, entering with uh, these uh, select fire uh, machine guns that were fired that you hear throughout the video. Okay. When we come back, oh, I was, let me jump. When we come back, because you've been talking a lot. You know, that's good. You know, that's good. Because I thought you were mute tonight. No, yeah. I was like, I don't know why you keep on talking a lot. Come out with mute. Uh, when we come back, we're going to come back with more Renegade Culture and talk about this case. Talk about um, Robinson, Robinson, Robinson has been dealing with this case over the last two or three years and how it's actually turned her into an organizer and activist against Absolutely. police brutality. So we'll be back. Renegade Culture. Yes. No, we will not stay here in silence while they take the lives of our brothers and sisters and partner. We will not turn a blind eye to the murder with no repercussions. Oh, no, we will not. We will not live on our knees. We will die on our feet. This ain't no lie that I speak. All you youngins out here in the streets only want to shoot people who look like you. You can stay home. You too weak. Oh, no, we will not go and repeat the mistakes of the past. Ignoring the snakes in the grass. Paying you cash. Then we praying we fair. Till one day that's your way. Uh, no, we will not. No, we will not stay here in silence while they take the lives of our brothers and sisters and partner. We will not turn a blind eye to the murder with no repercussions. Oh, no, we will not. We will not live on our knees. We will die on our feet. This ain't no lie that I speak. All you youngins out here in the streets only want to shoot people who look like you. You can stay home. You too weak. Oh, no, we will not go and repeat the mistakes of the past. Ignoring the snakes in the grass. Paying you can. Still we praying we fair. Till one day that's your end. We will not ask for no one. No, 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 no. But we will be prepared for one. Hoping not with a gun with the unit. 
alternative using the same shit you did to destroy me We sick of the garbage you kicking and teaching and lynching us Locking us up for no reason and killing us No consequences, conviction, you serious? Lying about what you show in the media Assassinate all the leaders who leading us Leave us with ones who misleading us Then go reward all the ones who mistreat us And leave us in projects and give us these poisonous products On top of narcotics to push to our sisters and brothers Like them and our sisters and brothers No, we will not be running more letters Straight up bamboozled, the book will be stopping today See what happened when athletes are no longer play for you Tell them accountants to pray for you huh? Own respect, urge and respect what that paper do Look up, it's too late for you Dropping you off, turning them profit to law When we won't go shopping the mall United we all, stuck in this bush together Showing these boys, we just won't say whatever Else they just roll up and shoot or whatever Just like they been doing forever And niggas swear they hard, be huffing and puffing But they ain't gon' do nothing, the enemy trying They way behind enemy line, why you trying to be so friendly now? What's happening? Renegade coaches in the building. We back, back, back. Yes, yes. Y'all in. Talk to right. uh. Stop it. Hey, I can't, I can't bust my freestyle. Yeah, you can't rhyme. This cat's hating real quick, man. <laughs> we yeah. just talked about the, the, with the mother of um, Jamari and Robinson. And we wanted to talk, you were recently, we talked about this a lot last week. Yes. So you were in the meeting with Jermaine Dupree, who apparently was meeting with families or mothers of police brutality victims around the issue of him uh, doing concerts with the NFL around the Super Bowl, again, knowing that Kirk Kaepernick has been banned and his ban was based on him taking a knee around the issue of police brutality. So what we were curious, like what happened in the meeting? Well, actually, um, in the meeting, uh, Jermaine Dupree, you know, we, you know, we were well, actually I went first, you know, because we were informed that we were meeting with Jermaine Dupree to tell him why protesting and marching work. So mm-hmm. I went first and I told him how marching and protests, you know, work for me and my family, et cetera, et cetera. So after I was done, Felicia Thomas went and then that's kind of when the room, because Felicia Thomas asked him, you know, why did Colin Kaepernick take a knee? And he said, because he was protesting the flag. And then the oh, room kind of went in the uproar, damn. right? And then <laughs> for the I record, was like... And for the record, Felicia Thomas is the oh, mother of Nicholas Thomas, a right. young man who was murdered on his job right. in uh, Smyrna, Georgia. Yeah, in the Maserati. Yes, in the Maserati down the street from my house, actually. Yeah, yeah. wow. Um, he was murdered, uh, shot numerous times. I think he was 24 years old. This I think was, so yeah, at he, that time, if just, I'm not and mistaken. And that was also one of the unfortunate... Um, cases that I had to investigate he had a a six month old Mm -hmm. you know daughter at the time so you know that was very sad yes yes. so this this fool don't even know why Kaepernick took a knee correct he said it out loud like he didn't know why uh, well, he stated that he, he took did a knee, knee the for the flag. Right. Yeah. right. Where's, where's flag. he been all this time? Has he been? Was he living in America? <laughs> I hope so. He's chasing Janet still. And then I, I know after that, the room went into an uproar. We kind of got the room to kind of settle back down. Then Jermaine Dupree gave his spiel, like why you know he's doing what he's doing and how the other celebrities are, you know, for it and things of that nature. And then I know Miss, um, I know D. Thomas, Kane Rogers' dad, he was there. He spoke. He kind of, you know, settled the room down mm-hmm. a little bit more. And then Miss Tilson, who is Shiley Tilson's uh, mother, she told him about her son case. But we all came to an agreement about us utilizing his platform because I stated when I was talking that I felt like, you know, it would raise awareness and also with his platform being such a large 
platform, it would help elevate our voices. And he kept saying, I don't know if you guys got a chance to, to watch the video. Well, it was put up, I think, and then taken right back mm -hmm. down. But he kept saying, as she stated, you know, he kept saying she, which was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I stated in my, um, I guess my, Your as statement. I was, yeah, yeah, my statement to him that we would love to utilize this platform. And he said, oh, I took it as though you guys didn't want to utilize my platform. And I was like, well, no one can speak for me, you know, except for Monteria Robinson. But uh, nothing, I, I heard your your last interview where they, they stated that we talked about the Waffle House. And that never happened mm -hmm. because the meeting was only about the mothers in Atlanta and what happened to our kids. Mm -hmm. so, but we so, didn't talk about the Waffle House or Shaquise or Miss Clemens, the incident. And so that's why when you saw him uh, at the Waffle House with the Super Bowl trophy, yeah. he didn't know we were boycotting the Waffle House because his people told us. Okay, so we, we, we were we, we were told, <laughs> we, yeah, he's, he's totally ignorant still because of the fact everybody should know what's going on Waffle House right now. Right. And the Super Bowl uh, trophy, whatever, the Vince Lombardi trophy. Yeah. We did have, for those for our listeners who were checking it out last week, uh, for the renegades out there, we had uh, Attorney Gerald Griggs who emphatically stated mm -hmm. that they told we told him I should play that clip from last week. <laughs> and I'm not going to do that. But um, he gave us a contradictory story. And um, we got to talk to you about that, Mr. Griggs. However, we're not going to use that as that whole particular piece. But um, so it ended up being a situation where he ended up going to the Waffle House with the uh, Vince Lombardi Super trophy. Bowl trophy, which was uh, which we felt was a smack in the face because uh, social media went off. Yes. And, and, and I'm, I'm yeah. going to say this. I'm going to say this. Even though you all didn't talk to him about that. I mean, my son is nine years old and on the autism spectrum, and he know we don't eat at Waffle House, and he know we boycott the Super Bowl. Right. Okay, so I don't know what he didn't know. You right. know what I mean? So what happened after that? After okay, he did that? so after all of that, you know, we all agreed that he's going to let us utilize his platform for uh, the concert uh, during Super Bowl. Uh, but as of uh, Super Bowl was that, what, that Sunday? Mm -hmm. And so that Tuesday, Wednesday, we never did hear back from his team of people that, hey, it's still on, yeah. it's this date, yeah. this time. We never did receive an agenda. Mm -hmm. And so we were informed really on Tuesday night that they didn't have the room for us. They didn't have the 10 minutes that they So after promised. they promised you an opportunity to speak in front of his audience. Correct. They later told you, oh, now we, you can't speak or we don't have a room available for you to speak anymore. Correct. And that was like Tuesday night. And then Wednesday morning, Gerald Griggs did make the announcement that we were declining his mm -hmm. offer. But the offer was, it oh, wasn't really? there because they, yeah, yeah. they stated that they didn't have the 10 minutes. And to me, it was never actually confirmed because we never received an agenda. But in some ways, that he made a promise, but then they... He, they receded right. on the promise. And not only that, there's a number of different, not to cut you off, there's a number of different hip-hop outlets that reported, because of the fact I went back and Googled after the show, there's a number of different hip-hop outlets that reported that Jermaine Dupree was going to focus on the whole police brutality issue. We can Google that right now, and you'll see about at least seven to ten different uh prominent uh articles right you know from 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 uh but it was media. back on again so like that okay. thursday it you got was a like, call that said it was on right we got a call that it was okay they're gonna let you guys utilize it because when gerald griggs made the statement yeah. you know none of us mothers agreed to like we so, were not so it wasn't so it wasn't a collective agreement it wasn't a collective agreement and this Right. And it, <laughs> it was also, though, that the Waffle House, the Waffle House picture had also come out at that time, too, Correct. Right? Yeah. Correct. 
So and there was a lot of unsureness was, about yeah. right. right. So it was given back to us again, like on Thursday, and mm-hmm. say, okay, we're st- we're gonna do it on you guys. They're saying they're gonna give you the ten minutes for Saturday. Mm-hmm. So when Friday got here. It was the NFL came back and said, no, it has become too political. So basically, well, they stated. Did Jermaine Dupree tell you the NFL came back? Well, no, his, his people, people told, yeah, his people us told that you it that. Had, at that time, because everybody was making their statements, we were declining, we weren't yeah, doing yeah. it, but it didn't actually come from us that we were not as a whole. Yeah. You know, some of us were going to do it and some of us weren't going to do it. Yeah. But everybody was back on again when Jermaine Dupree said, okay. You know, you guys can, you know, have but, it. But ultimately, Jermaine Dupree retracted saying the NFL was saying it was too political. That was his, that was his people's statement. Well, that statement. was the final statement. From his people. From his people yeah. on Friday had became too yeah. political. So, because by but that still time, we're talking about, we're Waffle still, House, yeah. the, you know, Gerald Griggs made the statement yeah. that we were declining. But ultimately, we're still talking about Jermaine Dupree deciding that he'd rather take the money or do whatever and not have the mothers who are victims of police brutality come perform well I mean, that's what we got well so far. And, and and well that may have happened that was the after effect but i did see on again a number of other different sites oh. attorney joe <laughs> you gray had a, you had a google is that the you hey, learned how to do that this week or something? Hey, man, yes because because of the fact that what happened was after our show i got a number of different texts and emails mm-hmm. saying that there was some inaccuracies and we're not down right. renegade culture we're not down to promote nothing that is inaccurate yeah. so i'm glad we're hearing from you directly, yeah. but I also want to be cautious because we don't have Joe here to say. Oh, I, I, I know probably that, we, that, we, we, yeah. we, we, we can we can um, let's he, have him he, back to let him say well, what he, he, he thinks. He can definitely, Maybe he can he definitely explain he, it. Something was misspoken. He might thought he heard it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool in the game because you, who know you know you just learned how to Google, so we don't want you to make any mistakes. Yeah, well, you know, either. listen, yeah. man. Let me tell you something, man. My thing is, you know, um, and I'm, I'm gonna say this, you know, in all due respect to Gerald, the family, so on and so forth. The one thing that. I don't do as an organizer. This is not this. What I'm about to say is not renegade culture. This is me organizing. Mm-hmm. What I do not do as, as an organizer is I don't allow anyone to misspeak or misrepresent the victims of the state. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So we got to make sure that anytime we stand up and say anything, we want to make sure that we're clear about what it is we're saying because of the fact that it can cause confusion, like it's causing right now. Mm-hmm. I saw myself. A number of different radio reports uh, from V103, from uh, different magazines, so on and so forth, saying that, you know, boom, the, 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 the parents have decided, the mothers of the movement, the mothers of uh, the victims have uh, retracted and they decided that they weren't going to do it. So we want to make sure that's clear. Mm-hmm. Now, I will definitely make, uh, for our next episode, we will be calling... Uh, Attorney Griggs and get some clarity on it because of the fact that we definitely don't want yeah. to miss it. Sure yeah. But go ahead, I'm sorry. And I think it's important on that note um, to understand that he he, he was um, served with a cease and desist order uh, with regards to those false claims. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for him to answer um, not only to the community but to the rest of the mothers um, with regards to what his perspective is. Mm-hmm. For the record, you're saying Attorney Joe Griggs was served with a cease and desist. That's correct. To okay. stop talking about it or stop trying to represent the parents or? Well, he, he didn't represent um, no. the mothers. Mm-hmm. That no, he not- don't represent us. Like we all have our own individual attorneys. Mm-hmm. But you know, we work in the community with the activists. So sometimes if you have something, you may say, hey, I'm gonna bring you a board, yeah, yeah. but you're not gonna say you're representing me. No. So we, we were just working together or gotcha. collectively yeah you know, with an activist, you know, that we're always with in the community that's fighting with us, 
et cetera, et cetera. But as far as representing us, as far as attorney-wise, no. Yeah, okay. yes. For our Sorry. listeners, yeah. uh, Miss Martia Robinson, God bless you. She's a nice person, and she <laughs> and she she she's peace with what she right. said. Yeah. <laughs> I know some other mothers that have been like this yes. mother such and such. <laughs> and I did talk to a couple, but anyway, well, let's listen. talk about some of the stuff that is happening yes. that you guys are doing. Okay. Like you, I mean, recently a mural just. Walked oh yes, yeah. yes, definitely. She, Sheila Pre Bright. Okay. She put up a mural here in Atlanta at 190 Prior Street in Atlanta, Georgia. That's like right in the heart of downtown, right down the Prior street from Trinity, the, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Prior right Prior and Trinity, right. Uh, right there around, not too far from Fulton County Courthouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, she put, she dedicated a mural to to us mothers, you know. Uh, for all of us who have lost our sons due to police terrorism. It was some other mothers that were from out of state that joined right. us. But six of us were, were, you know, our mothers from Atlanta, Georgia, like me, uh, Monteria Robinson, Jamari Robinson's mother. We had Shiley Tilson, mm-hmm. uh, mother, uh, Miss Tilson there. You had Felicia Thomas, Nicholas Thomas' uh, mother, uh, and a couple of other mothers. But, you said uh, Tamira Rice? Yeah, t- uh, Samaria Sorry. Rice was there. Her son is Tamira, uh, Tamira, Tamira Rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we had Gwen Ms. Carr, Miss Gardner, Eric Gardner's mother, mm-hmm. uh, Oscar Grant mother, Wanda was there, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, and it's, you know, you know, she wanted to give us something special, you know, or do something special no, for us mothers. Awesome yeah, awesome. so. Absolutely. So if, if anyone here in Atlanta gets the opportunity uh, to go down to 190 uh, Prior Street, yeah, go check out the uh, mural. Take a picture in front of the mirror, mural. Uh, hashtag justice for uh, Jamari. Now, we also want to talk a little bit because you guys, obviously this is a case that it's time-consuming, it's expensive. You guys currently have a GoFundMe account up. That's GoFundMe.com slash justice for Jamarian. Uh, Jamarian, Jamarian justice um, for Jamarian. Spell it for the people. J A M. A R I O N Justice J for J A M A R I O N, um, and what what is the purpose of the GoFundMe? Well, okay. actually, we uh, utilize the GoFundMe for I've had I I've, I had a lot of or I still have a lot of uh, out of pocket fees mm-hmm. as far as you know I had attorney fees yeah. I had forensic fees I had investigator fees I still do you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. so I still have outstanding debt yeah and also too since i've been out in the community you know my face is like everywhere it's like i haven't been able to get a job since Mm -hmm. i lost my son Mm -hmm. so i've been really struggling financially so you know every little bit helps even if it's five dollar donation ten dollar donation you know just because i'm still on because my full-time job now is being the voice of jamari and robinson trying to get justice for your son so people can also go on facebook Uh, there's a facebook uh uh, dot com uh, slash Jamarian Robinson again J A M A R I O N Twitter account Justice for Jam and an Instagram account Justice for Jam. So these are all places folks can go learn more about what's happening in this case, learn how they can get involved. Again, the GoFundMe campaign is a place where folks can donate some resources to help support this mother as she seeks justice for her son. So we want to thank you guys for coming on. Thank you yes. for having yeah. us. We thank you for having us. And we definitely, definitely. will keep people yeah. keep the folks. Um, updated just keep sending us information so that we can do what what last thing what can uh folks do besides donate what are some things that they can do as far as 
packing the court? Or what, what are some things? Yeah, and, and what we've been doing, we've been actually hitting up a lot of radio. Uh, and we'll probably, you know, do it again. And then on Facebook, we'll do our event page. So that way, when we get ready to go to court on next month, mm-hmm. you know, people can, you know, uh, plug into it. And so we'll get that going so people can, because we want the community support because it's just, it, it, it doesn't take me by myself. Yeah. It takes all yeah. of us as a community. And just with just me going and my family going, that's not enough people. So the, uh, the uh, where Paul Howard office and his staff needs to know that we have the community behind us. Because mm-hmm. really, that's really what pushed this case yeah. forward. Because I had people in Washington doing stuff. We were on the ground doing stuff. You know, we were plugged into a lot of different things. So... Go ahead. Yep. So, you know, come out in the uh, the next grand jury calendar is going to be the first Tuesday um, next month. actually March 5th. March 5th. Is March 5th. So we're looking at March 5th to have a, um, a rally uh, around these officers being uh, brought in. And, um, you know, ultimately we're looking for justice, mm-hmm. you know, for Jamarian. Because these officers, you know, they get to go home every day, hug their wives, mm-hmm. spend time with their children. Um, you know, I take this very personal. Um, you know, I'm not here, you know, not only in a professional capacity, but I'm here as a father. I'm here to represent all those. And I'm also here to represent, you know, our ancestors, all mm-hmm. those who didn't have the opportunity um, for uh, for their cases to be fought. You know, for those who hung by, by, by trees. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, um, so it's it's very important for us to 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 remember all of the all of those names and those who haven't been named who have suffered from not only police terrorism but from American terrorism. Renegade culture. Yes. It's a no-win situation, man. I seen them sit back and watch us fight. Kill each other and then come in later. You know what I mean? Ain't no justice in this. What happens when we had enough? What happens when we do to them what they do to us? What happens when we say. Shit. What happens when we see police cars and we rush that? Rush that. Uh, what happens when we say the system don't trust that? Philando, Trayvon, another mother lost another son. I made another sign for another one. I can't take no more. No, 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 no. Underneath my coast, we all just protest and we don't vote. Try to be good, but I don't see no hope. Damn. Two men strong on the White House lawn. Trayvon Sherman instead of Louis Vuitton. Candles up on me, that's gone. But they ain't dead, man, their soul lives on. Yeah. Pop bottles, love the money they give. Uh-huh. The way it's going is our kids gon' live. I'm scared, I ain't even gon' lie. Kill one of mine, I ain't even gon' cry. I'm away for your kid, eye for an eye. But I'm wrong, though, and they right. We ain't winning that courtroom fight. This is it, imagine we all just what happens when we have enough? What happens when we say? What happens when we do to them what they do to us? What happens when we say? What happens?
happens when we see police cars and we rush that? Uh, what happens when we say, system, don't trust that? Blind dude, Trayvon, another mother lost another son. I made another sign for another one. I can't take no more. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. What happens when we can't take no more? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. What happens when we can't take no more? Look at the kids, they ain't safe no more. Go to the church and ain't faith no more. State and who made these laws? What's up, y'all? It was Renegade Culture coming at you again. Renegade Culture in the building is always. I was always. gonna say live and direct. I was gonna steal your line. He's gonna dude, say, but I, he's but gonna, I left he's it alone. Bite my style, man. You know oh, come on, bro. Just, you ain't got no style. Anyway, everybody wanna bite my style because I'm so fly. We learned that you know how to Google, man. I didn't know that. Hey, man. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's I'm, I'm old school. I researched. You know Growing up, Google is kind of on something else. Howsoever, mm. you know what I mean? Um, definitely. You know, it, it was a. Uh, it was probably our, our most serious show we've yeah, had thus far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to say that any of our other shows weren't serious, but I think that um for me, just uh it brought back memories of walking through the house. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you really can't even it can't even be explained. Walking in there was such a cold feeling. It was in the middle of summertime on top of yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just I mean, it was outrageous just seeing how they drug his body down those steps and just. No, it was wild when y'all brought, when when y'all were saying that they opened it up for folks to come in and yeah. walk down. The first thing that came to my mind was Fred Hampton and Absolutely. Mark Clark. It was Absolutely. like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's 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 not the overt political assassination, but still, it's a political assassination about Absolutely. people that happens over and over and over again. Yeah, everything's political. Yeah, yeah. folks were mentioned in all the cases. We got the New York cases. Um, um, we got Bell. Yeah. who was shot. We got uh, yeah. Amadou Diallo, who was yes. kid, like yes. shot 56 times. Yes. Um, we got all these cases that continually yeah. happen. Abdul with the sodomizing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, so many other folks just... Uh, Eleanor just, Bumpers, just man. Eleanor the, Bumpers yeah, back in the yeah. 90s, early yeah, 90s. early. Um, Michael uh, Griffith. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? all this and, stuff. And so many different cases. And I think that, uh, you know, and, and even here in Atlanta, it's just always, it's always... Uh, something going on when you're dealing with the state. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's necessary for our folks, our listeners, to understand because oftentimes we get it confused and we're really thinking that um, that there's justice on stolen land. Mm. This is a land where uh, it, w- w- it was seized and it was conquered by ruffians, by, by conquerors, you know what I mean, by assassins, by terrorists. You know what I mean? These are these are folks who came in and demolished uh, and committed genocide on the natives of this land. Mm-hmm. They committed genocide on the land we come from. Mm-hmm. They kidnapped us, tortured us, raped us. You know, um, and and it's just so much. And so many people talk about slavery. Even after slavery, you had the whole situation. Yeah, hundred years of yeah, yeah, hundred years of Jim Crow. You know I, what yes. I mean, so. I, I think uh, the American dream is really daydreaming. It's it's. It's a daydream that's not going to ever happen, right. and we just keep believing it, and we're prisoners of war with yeah, some I mean, rights. A- absolutely. I mean, oh, Naka said I, something that was the most political thing y'all. Oh, my, oh, my God. Excuse me, uh, intern Brian. Who that? Touch this dude's head. Make oh, sure is, is somebody else <laughs> got it in name? Bump his head. I, I agree Naka, completely with Naka that Naka statement. Naka makes sense. The day, the day we don't use the bowl, we should, we should drop the bowl I, we all should, together. We should call it Naka Uncommon Sense. 
Knock See, that's the knock See, just when he's winning. Yeah, that's the knock I Just when he's winning, you want to take the L. I want to say to folks, because a lot of times, um, you know, as we close, a lot of folks always ask, oh, you know, we ain't going to get freedom in this lifetime, and why are you doing this, so on and so forth. I see organizing as as a tree with seeds and, and the wind blowing and the seeds scattering all over the place. And and those, the, the, the other seeds might not grow today. They might not grow tomorrow. But somewhere down the line, somewhere in the future, these beautiful fruit trees are going to flourish. They're going to grow. So the, the seeds that we're planting today are for generations after us. Yeah. And we have to understand because I know that some of you are so damn selfish and you think that you, whatever you work for, you have to see in this lifetime. You have to really begin to think beyond the now. This fight right here is the fight that the, the Shaka Zulus fought. This is the fight that Harriet Tubman fought. This is the fight that Dessalines fought. And so many other folks who had love enough for us and they had enough insight to see way down yonder, as the Southern folks say. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? These are the folks who decided that they knew that we were coming and that they wanted to make sure that the roads that are paved we're already done for us. You know what I mean? We jump in our car. Sometimes we take for granted that we just drive down the street. Somebody had to clear that path. Mm. Somebody had to knock some trees down. Somebody had to, to die. You understand what I'm saying? Just to break those rocks so that we can just go from point A to point B. You're listening to Renegade Culture. Um, this is episode 31. You know, send us, a, uh, send us your music. You know, follow us on SoundCloud. Let the world know that this is one political podcast that don't fuck around. Renegade culture. Renegade. <laughs>